welcome to episode 346 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. Are you sitting comfortably? Because things are about to get sexy. I'm Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the beautiful webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And the man that, it's hard to describe perfection, so I'll just call him by his real name. Mr. Tony Esmond. Am I write a sort of erotic novel and get you to put it on Audible for me? Please. Please, love. I'd love it. Um, <laughs> hey. hey. Thinking, thinking <laughs> of a name. I'm thinking of a name. <laughs> um, welcome, everyone, to the Awesome Comments Podcast. It is, uh, as we speak, it is the most romantic of all days, February the 14th. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It Vince, is. Vince is on his fourth meal now, doing the tour. Yeah, yeah. He starved himself all weekend. Yep. If you haven't bought a card by now, you're in shit uh, street. Uh, so uh, you're fucked now, yep, friends. Yep, yeah. Yep. Be sure to stop at a garage and get flowers. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but of course, yes, we've been wanting to talk about us, uh, like the subject of <laughs> romance and love. Mm. Uh, did, I, did I ever tell you a story about I got in a shit with a girlfriend once because she just said to me, I've been with her like just over a year, and she says, Every, every time you get me a box of chocolates, they're always bent in the middle. Have I ever told you this story? No. And it's because no. I was always pissed and I was always buying chocolates at the 24-hour garage and they used to have to shove yeah. it under the fucking thing. Under the thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm just... Do you know what? Right this second, <laughs> I'm regretting choosing this subject for this week. <laughs> uh, how... What? What? God. Love and sex, they can't be separated, my friend. God. Lead on, McDuff. Oh. That's a running <laughs> joke in Viz about, like, husbands and... Boyfriends buying stuff from the twenty four hour garage. Oh, is it? Like, <laughs> they will come out of the pub. Uh, Bots of Ferrero Rocher's, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's why I was doing it because I was getting, you know, getting around to her house a bit pissed. I'm thinking this will impress yeah. her. Yeah. Well, for those of you people out there that, 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 fly. that do believe in love, <laughs> we will be talking about yeah. romance and love in comics this, for a bit this week. Obviously, it's going to be quite funny. I think this week. Um, but yeah, we got some uh, some. I was about to say celebrity couples, but I guess they're celebrities t- to us because they're from comic books, aren't they? Hmm. Yeah. And, the only um, ones that count. And discussing sort of romance and how it's, you know, how it's handled well, not so well, etc. Um, whether they d- they're doing it for a sh- cheap buck or whether it's a actual long-lasting storyline. Um, because I don't know about you guys, but like when it comes to like actual sort of relationships and stuff, s- sometimes comics just kind of. They forget it's easy. They forget about it quite easily, don't they? It's like, oh, if this yeah. is if this isn't going to cause a sales, we'll we'll break them up, or we'll kill one of them, or we'll do this. And I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's well, it's the same as soap operas. They, you can't yeah. have a happy couple. Yeah, That's there's true. got it's to be point. shit going up and down. Like they, as soon as a couple get together after a long courtship, there's there's filled with troubles. They can't live happily ever after. It's got to be. Oh, now this comes along. That's a shame because I like to see them happy. I do actually yeah. quite like yeah. to see characters happy like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think, like you say, like a soap opera, a lot of like mainstream comics as well, they're ongoing, aren't they? So it's not like mm. it ends with them getting together and fade to black. It's yeah. sort of like, yeah, happiness only lasts so long in comics. <laughs> yeah. Didn't they sort uh, of do that with... Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. <laughs> with Spider-Man getting married, they were kind of like, oh, we fucked up. Yeah. Because they're, they're like, well, now he's not like a trouble-free... Not a trouble free. He's not like a kind of. I I will say that that's a weak excuse. 
test yourself. Yeah. So just because you're in a, you know, if you're in a long-standing relationship, they are not. Do you know what I mean? There's ups and downs to everything, isn't there? It worked for yeah. Reed and Sue, didn't it? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That yeah, that, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, and we'll be talking about um, a few more choice couples a bit later. But I tell you, one couple that I never get tired of, and that's our coupling with our lovely sponsors, Comic House. Hey, that's a stretch. Yeah. That's, that's, I love you, but that's a stretch, man. That is not. You, a stretch. Did, you did well. No, 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 no. It's, it's not a stretch. <laughs> oh, I love it. Like, it's a dirty love. It's a true love story of <laughs> of people that loves comics. And the indie comic marketplace with a difference, yes, because <laughs> there's a huge selection of titles on the Comic House database. If you self-publish, you can list your book on there and uh, start selling straight away. But there's romance comics on there worth reading. Yeah, I bet there is. Mm. I mean, they're adding stuff to the to their sort of library all the time, so I'm sure there's stuff in there. But for those that don't know, Dan, what's on there at the moment? I should have done a bit of research and found out romance comics on the title, but as with the show is kind of a bit slapdash, so I'm just going to read off the new... I'm going to read off the new... The Not new, what I'm drinking, man. The, yeah. the, the, the Oxken myth, we've got the Hordes of Surrey, uh, issue two, Remnants, volume one, issue one, Murmur, issue one, two, three, and we've got Zero Meadow, issue three. The Hordes of Surrey, I've not seen that one, and this is part two. Uh, we've got story synopsis, Mike McKenzie is a bored teenager living in the suburban wilderness. On an enforced trip to a dusty old museum, Mike stumbles upon a treasure map that will lead him and his friends on an exciting but dangerous adventure. If you like the in-betweeners or the Goonies, check out The Hordes of Surrey. This is part two of a three-part miniseries written by Dave Wimblett. And uh, all the other, every other part of the job uh, is done by Rory Donald and letters by Ken Reynolds. Oh, so cool. go check that one out. That'd be, that'd be a good comic to read. Yeah. So uh, And you can find all that and more. On Comic House. On Comic Events. House. Yes, yes. So it's only £3 a month to get access to all of that and more. Um, there's a 14-day free trial. And to uh, just dive into the world that we talk about every week, go to comichouse.com. Mm. I'm working with you two guys on a romance comic, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dark romance. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, romance. What is romance? I mean, after the, one of the scripts you sent me, Tony, <laughs> I, had, I had to go for a long walk in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> I did yeah, it, it was like a Nuts and Neil moment or a Four Weddings and a Funeral whatever it is moment where he's in the rain and he doesn't no, realise it's raining no it was more like a I don't know just walk somewhere and just he felt dirty so he'd yeah. have a shower moment <laughs> mine was a yeah more of a crying game in the shower <laughs> <laughs> you never see that on telly anymore do you that film nah. what a shame the, uh, I can't imagine yeah. upsetting anyone though they did no nah, I think you're right <laughs> <laughs> oh, moving <dear>. on <laughs> But as as the resident bubbles Devere, Vince, do you uh, do you like what reading? Mean? Well, you sort of romance, you know, a lover of romance. I, I love stories. love. Yeah. yeah, do you? I do love love. Why wouldn't do you, you like to see people happy? I don't. I do. I lo- I love to see people happy. Hmm. It's the, there's there's too much there's too many not happy people in the world. Yeah, are they? I hadn't noticed. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'd go, he'd go on social media and there's, there's fucking <laughs> loads. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, you know, like a proper good. I'm I'm a big fan of rom coms and stuff like that. I just really? Don't... Okay. Yeah, I'm a huge What's your favourite rom com? What's your favourite one? Oh, Overboard, Kurt Russell, Goldie Horn. You're only saying that because oh. you like Kurt Russell. Say it for the quality. He's my dad! <laughs> <laughs> um. If I had to pick another one, oh god, it's too many, too many. I'm trying to think of. I'm only thinking of like the, the most obvious rom coms now. Um, I don't like anything t- 
too um too modern you're more sort of remains of the day aren't you something like that no not a romantic comedy is it Lady Chatley's Lover, is that romantic comedy? Well, it can be, depending on how they've adapted it. Depends, where they, put, all... depends where they put the camera, I suppose. She's All, She's that. all that. That's a classic. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. they done a sequel, didn't they? He's All That. Did they? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, they did, yeah, yeah. Mind you, they did, a, they, did a, um, they did a reboot of Overboard as well. Really? No. Yeah. Did they? Yeah, they Who gender, was in that? And they gender-swapped Overboard. Um, what? Any, anyway... <laughs> What, was he making a shoe cabinet? She was making a shoe cabinet for him or something? Is that what happened? I can't remember what, this is slap, what it was. This is a slap in the face, Vince, being presented yeah. with this. Hey, hey. I don't know why yeah. you stood for that, mate. I look, stood for that. look, all I've got to say is the original's still there. I still love it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I've still got the thing I love. There you go. There you go. Stop your bitching. you still got the original. There you go. Overboard 2018. <laughs> 20, oh, it's really recent then. Oh, uh, of course, it's got Anna Faris in it. Oh, uh, <laughs> Oh, I know who she is. I don't know who the other guy is. Never heard of him. She's quite funny, though, isn't she, Anna Faris? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any, anyway, before this turns <laughs> into the rom-com review show... Um, do like, comics do rom-coms, though? Do they do rom-coms? Right. Uh, I, do they? And how how to do it successfully? Do you know what I mean? Mm, it's Yeah. Strangers in Paradise? Not quite, is I, it? Yeah. yeah, it's. I mean, that's a rough one. Like think... that. The, what's that film with uh, uh, Uma Thurman, where she's the super villain? She's like dating oh, my an ordinary famous dude. ex girlfriend or oh, my, super yeah. ex girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. See, that yeah. seems prime kind of comic book fodder. Uh, it feels but... like web comic to me. That sort of thing. Or yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah. there is stuff out there, but I, I could not. I could not tell you one off the top but of my head. Could, I'm struggling. Do a romantic comedy. I'd love to write a romantic comedy, but it's but it's a real art. I think it's a real skill. Yeah, I'm not a big lover of romance. No, it's not not a genre I choose, going back to genres from last week. I don't really go for romance comics. But some of of the greatest stories of all time involve love and love stories and relationships. They do. In fact, fact, like some of the iconic... Uncanny X-Men, one of the greatest stories ever told. Exactly. So there's iconic comic book stories and storylines that they they still pick at the bones of to this day (laughs) when... I think it's because it's like I don't know. There's a for me at least. There's a stigma when you say a romance comic. I I expect to read a certain type of story that's a kind of a bit this hairy fairy kind of you know. Oh, that's well, that call me on Saturday night for me as well. Do you know what I mean? Uh, there wasn't so many of those romance comics when I when I recall of it. <laughs> they go more into the erotic side. But, yeah, uh, Eros I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of always wrote off the genre. Uh, it's not really for me, but. To be fair, like you said, every comic that I've really enjoyed in the past, not every comic, but so many of them had had romance sub- subplots in them that yeah. are integral to it. Clark and Lois. Yeah. Um, One of the yeah. ones we, 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 we picked couples that we like stories that have kind of, uh, kind of enthralled us. And Kitty Pride and Colossus is just... I liked that, some of those that, John Reed yeah. Jr. Cla- yeah. um, Claremont moments they wrote. Yeah. You know, there was quite a poetry to that. So let, do you want to do that? Do we want to name our favourite couples? Well, uh, we'll kick yeah. off with, um, we, we put a shout out to the social media on, on Twitter and ask like, what are some of your favourite storylines, couples and meet-cutes in comic books. Um, What's a meet-cute? That's when characters meet for the first time. Is that right, Dan? And they they're, and it's cute. Yeah, I think that's the kind of... A, yeah, and it's a... Oh, okay. They've met. Anyway, um... 
<laughs> and and we had uh, some responses with, with varying different comics actually. Uh, Tom Curry at this chucklehead said, even though I hate it sometimes, I have a soft spot for Strangers in Paradise. Yeah, sometimes it's a little bit too cutesy thing, and there's sometimes of well, they won't they, and sometimes they are and they aren't. And oh, but I really liked it, Strangers in Paradise. Um, you see his style change a bit as you go along, but uh, yeah, I really like that comic. I followed it for, for when it moved about from different companies and stuff, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Kirk Spencer. He says, as a war comics guy, I always enjoyed when uh, Mill Mile Marie showed up. Sh- yeah, showed- she's the French woman. Isn't yeah, she? it seemed. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, obviously, I, I murdered the name. Then apologies. It seemed most of the GIs had a crush on her, but Rock was her guy. Yeah, um, she the- loved something rock hard. If you <laughs> on the Twitter thread, um, people of course have posted images as well. So definitely check out the thread. I uh, love. Do you know what Sergeant Rock's the great um, forgotten comic sometimes over here? Yeah, I think it's a great. I think there's some amazing issues of Rock. Especially yeah. I've never read any of that. I, it, well, it, yeah. it didn't. Ha- it didn't hit the vibe in the UK. I think. Um, yeah. Like it did in the states. Obviously, we had our own sort of war comics. Didn't we? Yeah, I mean war comics. I was chatting to Eamon about this on the podcast. Mm. The war comics were our, our superhero comics. So war comics were the most popular kind of comic, and that and football comics, I suppose, for boys. I've got to say um, that whole episode was fucking dynamite. Tea. Funny, I really enjoyed you say that because Mega City Book Club. Oh yeah, said yeah. Abby and Swampy have a groovy kind of love. I see what he's done yeah. there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They are. They are. An absolutely great couple, and I think what Moore did with them and made one swamp thing was actually, you know, that he wasn't a man changing into a monster; he was the monster, and they mm. were together. And the whole didn't she eat like a turnip or tube or something that grew on him? Do you remember? And uh, that came of it. And then she had didn't she have sex with Hell John Constantine? And she was sort of very vulnerable, but like extremely striking in appearance. Yeah, and, doesn't she? They had a child, yeah. Swamp Thing, and her. Yeah, I love that. Young, that young daughter. That I mean, that is even a load of the covers look like. Um, I'm not sure what age of art they'd be, but there's a romance quality, you know, a gothic romance to a lot. Mm. Of it isn't there, you know, yeah. all the way from issue one when he appeared in is it House of Secrets or House of Mystery? I always forget. You know, which is brushing her hair. Yeah, they always go for like kind of like the, the 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 girl and the kind of the monster, the man, and she she can sort of see beyond the. Yeah, the monstrous. I've based most of the relationships on that theory. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. I feel this uh, it's a it's a theme that resonates through yeah. to all us blokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there uh, is in there the brutish quality, you know, yes. superheroes and monsters and horror comics and everything are we're essentially violent things, aren't they? Yeah. You know. Um I think that's a beautiful thing. I think it, she's incredible. You know, the the way they drew her and everything. You know, this sort of creature of the, you know, who lived with him almost all the time. Mm. But father was, you know, evil and yeah, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Um, Stuart Mulrain at Token Nerd said, I mean, it's Lois and Clark in the post crisis Superman comics, isn't it? Of course he's going to say Superman. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that's one of the the cornerstones for a lot of. Uh... Yeah, I'm sorry, I know he likes that um, uh, George, uh, John Byrne period, doesn't he? Mm. And, yeah. You know, the, all the leading up to the death of Superman, that little period. And it was good. I mean, I, I do have a soft spot for the, the, the previous, and I have a soft spot for the Superboy Lana Lang period as well. You know, mm. that's a great little period. Yeah. yeah, Ian Rhodes at Golftastic. I shipped Liberty Bell and Johnny Quick so badly back in Roy Thomas's early eighties All Star Squadron. Yeah, me too, man. That was good. Uh, okay. That was a good little. That was a great run of comics. I was thinking about that mm. yesterday, and Roy Thomas would start each each um, issue with a quote, and it would be from like Andrew Marvell and all these sort of people. Just incredible quotes from people. Mm. It was um, 
it was a real collector's dream that book because we didn't really have access to sort of golden age comics and Roy Thomas was throwing in every every you know niche golden age character into it sometimes yeah mm-hmm. and they were great characters in it they were kind of the center of it a lot of the time yeah really good series um, isn't it? Uh, Lee Grice at lovely Lee G. Um, good, yep. to, good to know you're getting well as well, sir. Um, he mentioned a couple. The first one I'll mention, of course, is the appearance of MJ, um, which yeah. he, he posted, which is a classic. So well, that's a question yes. for you yeah, two yeah. guys, um, Gwen or Mary Jane? For me, it's for me, it's Mary Jane. But then again, it is one of those. Who's your favourite Doctor? It all depends yeah. on what time you hit. I think he does. The zeitgeist. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the the main one that he mentioned, he said, kind of the epitome of a romance storyline for me was that marriage of Donna Troy in New Teen Titans number 50. The creative team took a rather brave decision at that time <laughs> to not have any supervillains crash the ceremony. No fights, just the pure happy event everyone deserved. And I think when they do these right, um, which will tie into the the next one we've got, it's right. it's such a nice issue. If you can just have this, you know, because we get used to these characters just sort of interacting, and, and when you like, without the 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 fights, the death, destruction, or the villains, just wahaha and stuff like that, and it's just you're spending time with the characters in this moment. So it's that one as well as Robert Hardingham. Oh, so, hang on, we got to talk about we got to talk about that one. Go on, because go on. Donna Troy married. Oh, what was his name? I can't remember his name now. But he, he was like a ginger dude with really weird hair, wasn't he? Yeah, there's a picture of it on the... Um, oh, what was his name? Oh, I can't remember. But she, I always read... As I was a big fan of that series. I was reading it as it's coming out. And I always thought, why is she settling for this boring dude? <laughs> yeah. He looks <laughs> right. Mr. Average, Mr. Suburbia. What's she doing? Do you know what I mean? That was a weird one. I always found that weird. I don't know. But that's, you know, that's love. Do you know what I mean? You can't, you can't. You can't choose who you love. Um, I can't imagine uh, villains would uh, like attack a wedding. That's totally something people would actually do in real life. Yeah, I've got a feeling it was called Terry or something, wasn't he? Okay. I mean, even that makes it worse, doesn't it? I mean, you yeah, could never. Terry. I mean, it's like marrying somebody called Timmy. There's never been yeah. a sexy man with the name Timmy, is there? Let's face it. Uh, Mallet. Come on. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, 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 right. Apart from him, apart yeah, from him. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it sort of uh, segues to Robert Hardingham, uh, his choice. He says, The first wedding I got excited for, and it's the wedding of Scott Summers and Jean Grey. I remember yeah. that issue. That was a great fucking issue. Yeah. There was so much going on on that in that, in that issue because obviously you had the wedding, but then there was the drama of, you know, all the other people that did. did Logan go to that wedding? Or, God, or, I can't remember. Or did he grumble? I can't and recall. Then, and then, yeah, yeah. It was a great issue, though, that, that wedding issue. I, I, I remember they, They're destined to be. They're another, like Reed and Sue, you know, they're yeah. destined to be those two. That's And even, you know, he's he's had he's had various things going on in various places, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? But um, with Emma and all that sort of thing. But I just, I always see them together. That's mm, yeah. everyone, I think... Almost because I, I think because I started reading the X Men when it was the original lineup pre Uncanny, and you know the, the sort of nervousness of him asking around and this sort of will they won't they thing that went on for years, and uh, and that, so I always saw Wolverine as the usurper because everyone said oh she should be with Wolverine you know which is kind of a narrative oh, that got off. carried on didn't it yeah into the movies <laughs> yeah. a bit as well yeah. but the yeah. um, I always thought which is where they suddenly started making Logan look more attractive and more sort of um, you know, heroic looking. Right? Yeah. He was just a hairy little runt of a dude. You know, he yeah. was he, wouldn't, he never stood a chance. So it was always 
you know, and natural to me for it to be Cyclops. But it seems to they, it, it bumps about a bit, doesn't it? Where sometimes it's going to be. Oh, I think at the moment, isn't it both of them? But you know, yeah. I mean, the, kind the, of the, the love triangle is is a, is an eternal popular choice, isn't it? You know, yeah. nothing's ever simple. And when when I think Marvel discovered oh, because until that until hit, like Wolverine, there was never really. I think that the Scott and Jean relationship was built was pretty much just a solid block wasn't it it was like it they were like yeah. well the, on and off yeah the, the mutant yeah. version of reed and sue that's that's essentially what they were um but when logan came into the picture i think it was like oh we can do a bit more with this which works to a point but then it has to oh, i don't know yeah i'm just Play logan the bad boy thing. and yeah. yeah scott is the straight you're yeah. a, you're a one of you you both are, you're at speed dating right you two and you 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 can either go on a date with Emma Frost or Jean Grey? Who would you go on a date with? Uh, uh, to be honest, both of them terrify me because they can read my mind. <laughs> that is yeah. the problem, isn't it? That is yeah. the problem. Okay, they were, they're both using like those things that stop them having their powers around their neck or whatever they call it or on their wrist or something. Where we got, uh, we're in like a mini cerebro, so they can't hack our thoughts. Yeah, what is right. happening yeah. right now? What's, what's uh, happening on this show? Emma Frost, Emma Frost. Emma every time, my friend. Yeah. Something wrong with you if you say another answer. Why? Why? Why is it? Why is there something wrong with you? If you know why. Answer? You know why. I feel like Jean uh, <laughs> yeah. brings a lot of baggage to the table. I, know I, Emma's I, got th- I think that she's uh, always upset, isn't she? Always yeah. sad. I think the problem with, I mean, they, they, they do put these characters quite through quite a lot. To be fair, yeah. Um, but Emma like, Frost is banging blokes left, right, and centre. Do you know what I mean? She's yeah. game. And every so often, Jean Grey's just gonna <laughs> she's gonna be lumbered with a fucking. Phoenix, She'd probably die again, wouldn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Phoenix You'd story. Burn your cock like, up oh, with a Phoenix. God, yeah. What? That's not. I don't think that's how it works. Yeah. So you well, didn't get anything, gone. get anything for me for Christmas? He goes, "Well, I was dead." Oh, yeah. that's no excuse. Are you bringing that up again? Are you? <laughs> you bringing that up dead again. thing again? Are we? That old fucking chestnut. Yeah. <laughs> you got me a Hoover for Christmas. Was that because I was dead? Yeah. Was it? <laughs> you can read my mind. Why don't you get me what I want? Why don't you <laughs> <Yeah>. slippers? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Why do I always have to start it every night? <laughs> you can read my mind. You know what I want. <laughs> and this, is, this was their official pitch to Marvel. Uh, yeah, this is what we got turned down from the Marvel gig. <laughs> What's wrong with surprise me when I get home? What's wrong with that? <laughs> not, not showing any part you, of my private you, life you there. Got, uh, you got these chocolates from the garage, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. No, no, no. The, bo- the box no. isn't bent. No. I know. I know. But I know. you know the equivalent of using another girl's name during sex. Yeah. It's a whole other world there and there. <laughs> you, you know, I liked Ferrari Rochers better, and you didn't get them because they're a pound more expensive. And then, I know this. She just no, it's not the case. Incinerates <laughs> you with the Phoenix Force. Yeah, it's <laughs> like in the old days when I used to think of Mother Teresa, so I'd go longer. That'd really put her off, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. What the fuck is this? I don't like walnut whips. Uh, that's it. I bet she that, does. <laughs> <laughs> well, both of them have spent time at the Hellfire Club. So anyway, yeah. um, I'd run them this morning. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about our, our going on to yes, Ireland. Yes. We, we yes. moved through the thank, Twitter. Yeah, the Twitter thank, thank have you. Have we done all the Twitter ones? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for okay. thank you for all of those sensible thought out. <laughs> messages that I, I apologize for how it was all just torn to shreds sorry yeah well, how where. about this thing vince has got a website up which has got a list of them we each do one but in between you throw us like a randomer and we can discuss as well right we, okay 
Because okay. we know, I don't, I've, I don't know what you two have chosen either. I've got fair. two lists okay. because, like, um, we were talking. Obviously, we we do talk off air, um, and there's a list of sort of the superhero couples. I also have a list. It was it is from 2013 that I found this article. So obviously, so love much died. So, yeah, love stopped existing uh, in 2015, as we all know. Yeah. Uh, we're um, not married. So, so we ran out of love. We ran out of love. We're all, we're all out of love. Well, what Brexit, what, what is love, baby? Don't hurt me. Don't what, hurt me. What, where are we going with this? No more. No more. Um, <laughs> so, do we want to do we want to start off with the superhero genre? I, I mean, the modern comic romance. Well, mine's a superhero couple. Mine's a superhero couple. I've told um, you my one, haven't I? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to go for yours, T? Should we do my one? Since you okay. both yeah, know it, because yeah. I don't know okay. what your twos are. Okay. So there, there's. So I'm. This is this is a couple I'm going to name, but I have the caveat that it ends at a certain time because I'm sick of them fucking rehashing the same story over and over again, as illustrated by a page of a, co- a new comic that I read yesterday that I sent you. Ugh. And so it's the early years, the initial li- lives, loves, and deaths of this couple. And I found it quite affecting. It maybe because it hit me at a certain time, but I think also because it was particularly well done. It's Electra Natchez and Matt Murdock. So I was reading Daredevil um, just before and then throughout Miller's run. Um, I used mm. to buy it at the Greenford News Agents near my house. And um, Miller was, and to be fair, honestly remains a revelation to me. The man has energy. The energy that he showed on those Daredevil pages was just electrifying. It's generally so really good. Um, in originally issue 168, which is uh, Electra's first appearance, was intended to be a one-off appearance, a filler, a filler event, uh, essentially. But she was so liked by everyone who was involved in it that they kept making her appear. Now, as we all know, the famous um, issue 181, I remember, I, to this day, I can remember reading that. So when he, when he kills her and he runs her own, is it a sigh? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Through her, was it or was it? I can't remember what he ran through her, but he, he basically stabs her through the chest, doesn't he? Um, is it a sigh or is it one of the yes, sigh, S A, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was quite an experience in comics at the time for a sort of young Esmond. That was quite a like, oh, fuck, you know, like a real thing. And you felt it because you they'd done the flashbacks on the relationship, which they did do later to varying degrees of ability. Um, but the he, they were because I think I like them, and this is something that they play with occasionally in, as a comics trope. They were almost opposites, weren't they? So Matt Murdock was a student, um, and then Daredevil, he was uptight. Um, he was wanting to study. He was very sort of focused. He's always been that sort of. He's not been a, you know, always been the most humorous of characters. No. And she was this sort of free spirit. And when they when they first met. Um, but also, she, she came from a body of wealth, didn't she? Like her family yeah, was quite wealthy, and whereas she's like he was essentially from the streets. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well. And um, she, he, she was deadly. You know, in, in this sort of later incarnation, she was um, in the hand, wasn't she? She was yep. an assassin. She was a killer, and he knew it, and still knows it. Because I mean, she's still. If you're reading, I'm reading Daredevil. It's okay now, but I'm still enjoying it. But she, there was that our opposites attract thing where they kind of weren't meant to be get together, but you wanted them to be together and, you know, this real effect of it. And then her death and, and the like, absolute heart-stopping moment of when Bullseye kills her. Um, 
then you get the tragic implications of that, which resonate to this day because they still overplay that moment, don't they? And overplay their relationship together. But then she went on to do um, Electra Assassin, which I absolutely loved, which in, from a point of, um, you know, Sienkiewicz and experimentation and Miller and um, stylistically was uh, in- incredible, you know, but you kind of accepted it because it was this other sort of thing that was going on. You know, these days they'd have done it as a different um, imprint or something, I'm sure at the same company. Um, but I really liked that. And I really liked that moment, maybe 10 years of time where the, it was captured and they two, the two of them were this, this functioning, badly functioning, not really getting on, but getting on, but in love, you know, sort of there's tension between them because they, they were so odd uh, ethically, you know, in their morals, I suppose, but the, that you kind of felt that there was a real reason for them to be together. And I loved that. But then, like I said, like I showed you, I picked up the new daredevil issue and, they're rerunning it again. Yeah, one. I don't understand why. Why going back? Why keep going back to these old victories and old? Yeah, it's just move forward. Constant, isn't it? Yeah, they're yeah, so, so afraid. You keep to on let looking it go. back. You can't fucking go forward because you, you just can't find the way forward. It's stupid. Yeah, but I think they were an interesting <clears throat> couple. You know, even visually, the red and the black and everything worked very well, doesn't it? You know, she's very <clears throat> striking, and he's got that sort of red shadow thing going on. Um, yeah, I really like them. I mean, do you, I don't. I think you may have been a bit young for that Miller run. Maybe you've been yeah. revisited since. But mm. yeah. what do you two guys think about them? That was definitely the, the whole kind of opposites attract. They didn't seem like they should have kind yeah. of uh, mm. been together. And when uh, <clears throat> revisit, like, because I've, I've got Electra uh, Assassin before, I really knew too much about uh, Daredevil as a character anyway. Because right. I kind of just got it because just on the, the pure visuals of the book. And that's yeah. when I sort of started reading back into it. But when they, they revisit the relationship uh, in uh, The Man Without Fear, don't they? John yeah. Romita Jr. Yeah, which uh, I don't mind. I have to say I don't mind yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. It's it's kind of like the whole series is kind of like highlights of Matt's life, isn't it? To the point where he, he dons the suit. Yeah. And uh, a great couple. But like you say, like you need to kind of move forward and do, and do other stuff. It's, it's weird, isn't it? Comics is almost one of the few places that does this where you've got something that is so well made, so well done. Going back and fishing in that same pond is watering it down a little bit now. Definitely. You know, you definitely. say 21 now, wasn't it marvellous, the relationship between Daredevil and Electra, and you're like, yeah, it's boring now, isn't it? Yeah, it's you just... We'd like just you let say, it go, of, you know, have that magic golden moment, you know, of that period of time and left it there. Even kind of bringing else. her back, it kind of like undoes some yeah. of the kind of the mystique and the kind of the, the, the tragedy of, of the whole thing. Totally. It's just yeah. like, that, well, she's back now. Oh, well, that, that, that whole thing was kind of, it's kind of undone a bit. And yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Puzzles me. Yeah. Anyway, that's my one. It's a fairly obvious one, that one, but I kind of, that's kind a strong one. Uh, resonates with my little life yeah. of reading comics, you know, mm. um, it's definitely one that I'd have considered actually mentioning myself because uh, yeah, it's, it's a good one. But Matt's yeah. fucking, Put it about a bit, hasn't he? Like, he's done a bit, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, he gets in like these kind of relationships, obviously uh, Black Widow, which is a bit more straightforward, but like Typhoid Mary, which was Karen all, kinds of, yeah. all kinds of messed up. Uh, yeah. Karen Page <laughs> yeah. selling, out, selling out his identity for crack. Was it heroin? <laughs> yeah. We've all been there, mate, haven't we? You know That's, I mean? That was such a great storyline. The idea Amazing. of that, like yeah. one of your exes kind of like knows your secret identity, gets into drugs and fucking sells your identity for uh, a hit. It's yeah. just an absolute nightmare. It's incredible, isn't it? It's beautiful mm. storytelling. Yeah, yeah. 
Good. That's my one. What do you want to do now, guys? Do you want to grab one from the list for you? Or... Yes. Um, let's see. Shall I take one from the superhero one? Yeah, because there's a couple. I don't think we need to spend too much time on a lot of them. Um, right, let's have a, let's have a look. Because the, the superhero one uh, was quite a long list. Some of mm. them were a bit weak source, to be fair. Yeah. Um, number number one, and uh, one of my all-time, in terms of superhero ones, one of my all-time favourite ones, uh, Gambit and Rogue. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, I see that. That, w- that was just... Uh, Even though I, they can't touch. Yeah, they can't really consummate their relationship, it, can they? It, it's like, yeah, it's it's the ultimate test, isn't it? And I think also, from a writing... you get bored with that, though, wouldn't you? Move on, probably. But, but with a from a writing perspective... <laughs> There's a real only if you're a pig. Um, <laughs> I, I always thought but, like Gambit was just trying it on because it was kind of like this is the thing you can't have, so he's going after yeah. it. There, there is that, you know and, what I, mean? I, and I think. But then they wrote it like, and it was probably started as that, and then he's like, "Oh shit, I actually do like." Got feelings for it, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it's, like it's, 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 it's the traditional cad and bounder, isn't it? That that realizes yeah. that they have feelings, but. But don't forget, she was a supervillain to start with. Oh, yeah. Totally. You know, she yeah. was never really, you know. She was in the Brotherhood, weren't she? I, th- I think. In Avengers yeah, Annual. Yeah, I think so. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one of the reasons it, it, something like this works so well and, and resonates with so many people to this day and they remember it is because that sort of storyline, because of like her powers and stuff, you have to write it completely differently. It has to be about the characters rather than, and then they kiss, and then they mm. do this, and then they do that. You can't, you can't just fall onto those tropes. You have to work, work around it. Um, which is why it probably created some, you know, some unforgettable moments and like the, the whole will they, won't they? It's more on the well, they won't because they can't. They can't. <laughs> well, that's that's yeah. interesting because I remember the last Bristol, I think it was, Mike Carey was there, yeah. and I was chatting to him because he was writing the X Men, I think, at the time, and he had um, Rogue with Magneto. Yeah, yeah. and which... I remember saying to him. I like that. I really like that yeah, relationship. Yeah. That it started, seems a little bit fatherly. That started uh, with this. I mean, they sowed the seeds. When in the Savage Land, the Savage Land, mm. but but it was more that when they properly tested the waters, it was Age of Apocalypse because okay. Okay. because yeah. they were together and she could physically be with him because his powers. He created some sort of force field or something, wasn't it, which negated her her powers. Great big old was, force field, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, safety first. Uh, <laughs> always be safe out there, people. Yeah, that's true. Um, but and I think because that, I mean, that, there were lots of things. But Age of Apocalypse works so well that they've they've been to that well too many times as well. Um, but I mean, the Age of Apocalypse, I love that anyway. But that was just a, a quirky thing, which then I think sometimes it bleeds into like like you say, it's it's that it's that Electra and Matt Murdock thing it's 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 good but you don't you don't necessarily need to keep coming back to it i don't think i always thought he was playing with her a little bit yeah um, you know occasionally i thought is he just playing games with her yeah you know quit playing games always, with her heart yeah i was always also for a lady who you can't touch and will cycle your memories and powers out of you she didn't wear much did she often yeah, yeah. wow kind of, uh, all depends isn't it Depends what swimsuit issue. Uh, yeah. Um, the next, the next one, which is one that we don't need to talk about this too much. Vision of Scarlet Witch. Yeah, I kind of like that. I remember when I started reading. Oh well, no, not when I started reading, but when I was reading the Avengers as a kid, it was it was almost 
a little touch of the fact that Hawkeye was probably, you know, like the love triangle mm. bit there as well. Yeah. But you always wanted her to be with uh, Vision because Vision was that vulnerable, sad. You know, it was, it was like a data from Star Trek, wasn't it? You would always, because mm. he's so likable because he's just this untouched new being, isn't he? You know, mm. um, where depends who they play now. So sometimes they play her as vulnerable. Sometimes they play him as vulnerable now, don't they? You know. Mm. Um, let's let's work work further down the list. Um, Black Bolt and Medusa. That's yeah. an interesting choice, isn't it? I think um, that's the reverse. Of that would be the ideal, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I've, they, they've kind but of these uh... these comments are satire and in no <laughs> way <laughs> represent how the awesome comics podcast. <laughs> uh, Ever those two been together since like day dot? Like they yeah, started off so, as yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but is that much of a romance? They kind of just—it's just they're, they're together, and then it's, it's never yeah, really. Yeah. I don't know. That's talking. Even it, much, I, mean, I haven't I mean, read that much of the characters. Yeah, I mean, she that, sort of talks for him, doesn't she? So yeah. the relationship is she knows him right. so well. Yeah. She can sort of talk for him, can't and, she? And narratively, yeah. they're a lot different than a lot of characters because they're king and queen rather than. Yeah. You know, so just, do you yeah, want to have a drink, Black Bolt? Is that no, he's had enough? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> As he silently goes. Is that enough? Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. Drive into this thing tonight. Yeah. Hey, oh yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a Black Panther and Storm. That's in this list. I think they're. Yeah. Loving how we're domesticating all these superheroes into yeah. sort of. Yeah. That's the thing is we're... relating it to our own lives. But it yeah. is so like, <laughs> um, a lot of a lot of these. You do put your own sort of the mundanity of life people sort of superimpose them onto superheroes and stuff, isn't it? Whereas if you think about it, it's so unbelievably fantastical that it doesn't, none of this matters. Nothing of what we're saying matters. No. no. Love is a lie. Um, no. <laughs> well, give us another one, babes. Um, we have, uh, oh, uh, Green Arrow and Black Canary. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. yeah. The Mike Grell stuff, I really liked. You yeah. know, the, um, there's um where she's tortured, isn't he? And he kills someone. I, like, I, really, I think that's a great mm-hmm. issue. Yeah, very strong. Um, we got. Um, She's Cam- another one turning a blind eye to his sort of body count because he's yeah. kind of been yeah. around a while. Yeah. Plus, it's quite but, good because she's got she's sort of quite sexy in the short hair, isn't she? And then she put yeah. the old blonde wig on, pretends to be someone else. Not going to talk. It's like when no, no it's like judgment when Vince, there. Yeah, it's like when Vince does the whole sexy burger <clears> thing at home. Yeah, <laughs> I have quite broke shoes. into the wrong house once. Um, that was fun. <laughs> Still got the job done. Um, <laughs> was a French accent. Once, once, you, once you started, you know what I mean? Yeah. Why are you bidding to be French? <laughs> when the sled's going down the hill, it's hard to stop. Right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's the worst thing we've said. You. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> the next one. <laughs> Colossus and Shadowcat. Now. Yes. Shadow Cat's a rubbish name. It yeah. is a rubbish She'll name. She'll always just be Kitty Pride. Kitty to me. Pride, yeah, Colossus yeah. and Kitty Pride. I, yeah. I was always a fan of this one. I know, like their relationship, as it says in this article, their relationship began when she was only thirteen and he was nineteen. But yeah, that was Dodge, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but, dodgy. Yeah, but eventually Colossus returned her affection, having waited until she was older. So that's very important to know, right, Mister yeah. Allen? But this is—they yeah. th- were together for a long time, but ultimately they parted ways when, and this. Broke my heart, and I think they shouldn't have done it. She left him at the altar. Was she, that the one? Was that no gold? That, was that X Men gold that we? That, that was that was the one X Men issue that I. Remember. That's one that broke you. You were <laughs> angry about that one. 
That's outrageous. I mean, ne- never, never mind what happened story-wise. It was just a shit comic. It was really shit, wasn't it? it? Was yeah, shit. it was. Um, we were excited about reading that as well. Yeah, you didn't oh, really didn't read, read that X-Men. one. You got that one specially. Yeah, because I thought, yeah. oh, it's something I, it's something I care about, and something I invested in. Read it. No, no, that's what happens when you care about things. Yeah, never care. <laughs> this is that's relevant to the love, the love episode. Yeah, <laughs> um, they'll take it away from you. They'll ruin it. <laughs> Um, they've got a couple of other ones on here. Um, Captain America and Sharon Carter, Captain mm-hmm. America and Black Widow, um, mm-hmm. Hawkman and Hawkwoman. Yeah, that's a good one because that's yeah, sort of destined to be through the ages, isn't it? That's mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. Kind of like they, you know, they're, they're all, all their different sort of incarnations. I kind of like that one because it's um, it's almost a little bit sort of Shakespearean or something. You know, it's mm-hmm. like a. Yeah. a, a mm-hmm. I, I do like that. Yeah. yeah sort yeah. of star-crossed lovers. They're always kind of meeting mm-hmm. up yeah. regardless of what. Yeah, I think Cat so. doesn't. As far as I can remember, Cat doesn't really have any like really massive. But Bernie did for a while. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, a bit. But it's kind of like Cap away. It always to me when, I was, like, when yeah. I was when I was reading it, I remember um, it was the Ron Lim issues, and uh, he had a relationship with Diamondback. Remember? remember oh that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but was, it's a kind really of a strange. Cool. It's kind of a strange relationship between. The he two was of slumming them. it a bit yeah. there when he let's face it. She, she's sort of like well into it, and he's kind of like, oh yeah, all right. Just uh, he's always thinking I mean, American this isn't word for word me. what the pages say. No, 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 no. Yeah. You, you won't find like, that in like, the Marvel. I'm going to be a wolf in a couple of months. Don't worry. She was, doing, yeah. she was doing a bit of role play, and all you can think of is the flag. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah you won't find that Marvel Wikipedia. That yeah. Yeah. Sort of, yeah, well, right. the, should be able to. One of the more, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm talking about these. Cat like, loved Lady Liberty. That's what we really loved. Yeah. He loved freedom. No, that's a bit weird. Uh, Wiccan and Hulkling, which is one of the more modern. Like, yeah, I don't mind that one. That's quite good. Yeah, was the only interesting it. thing about that fucking what was it called? That mini series, the, the one they did about him because he's king of the scrolls now. Isn't he? That was oh, the only yeah, the one. Yeah, thing. yeah. 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 I don't know anything about these characters, so yeah, they were the Young yeah. Avengers, Young Avengers, young, young Avengers, and they were two of the more popular ones. And it's it's been a fairly constant mainstay. And um, when I've seen, yeah, I don't like, mind that one. When I've I like seen bits of another book, it's good. It's just, it's just a relationship. It's just a well-written relationship, isn't it? That's, mm. that's yeah. what it has to be. There's, you know, and that's um, take all the bells and whistles off. You have to write your characters well in in those sort of quiet moments. And this, it does seem like a really good insert joke about wearing bells and whistles at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of others on this one. Oh, Mister Miracle and Big Barda. I, one. I yeah. love that that relationship and the juxtaposition of him and her. It's, yeah. yeah, yep. It's slightly intimidating, but you know you'd yeah. probably give it yeah. a go, wouldn't you? In- the uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, Invincible and Atom Eve. Yeah, um, that's a, a good that's on a, and off, on and off relationship. Yeah, it's an, it's an on and off that becomes like properly absolutely massive. solid. They yeah. they kind of end the series being kind of like uh, a happy couple with uh, yeah. okay yeah, kids. That's good. Yeah, one of them on this list is one that I, Superman and Wonder Woman, no, nah, nah, no, not right, nah. I've, not I've right. Never, no, I, I don't know why. That's it's always a what if that, isn't it? It's not yeah, like you're a, right. It's not yeah. not canon, as it were. Yeah, yeah. The I do that. The one of them on that list is Iron Fist and Misty Knight, and I really like that one. Oh, is that is yeah. that done really well? That one. Yeah, I really like that because that's the point of I. I almost did bromance rather than romance for my choice this week because I thought mm. Iron Fist and Luke Cage are two of my favourite characters from utterly co- different worlds but like brothers like yeah. their friendship's great and yeah. that's part of it his his love for Misty Knight I mean she's you know 
she's from Harlem and stuff, and he's from mm. the mountains of Kunlun. And but they, they, you know, there's this sort of thing between them. And I, I think it's beautiful. I think also it shows, you know, it was showing at a time when there was very little diversity in comics and you representation. Know. Yeah, yeah, and 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 their relationship, their relationship was showing us as kids. You know, this yeah. doesn't matter. You know, like that. And I, I, mean, I really like that as a relationship. Yeah. We always get the kind of the, the old fucking lazy stereotypes and like what this hobby's about. But like it, it, the, the creators and the characters have been fully representative for years. Yeah. We've had a, a, a quite a diverse range of... We, uh, we grew up in it, man. We, yeah. It's I just took it as accepted. It, yeah, and it makes yeah. us better people for, for it. Hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, totally. And, and plus she was fit as fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Which helps. Yeah. Um another one here uh, Midnight or an Apollo um, as it says in this article they're one of the most important LGBTQ plus relationships in comics and after DC acquired the rights to them with the purchase of Wildstorm their relationship was expanded upon did they do more with them once well they're still doing more with them now but the the thing is they originally I think I think I'm right in saying this because it's one of those sort of storm in a teacup moments from years Mm -hmm. ago where I think was it the um, who's the the female leader of the authority, the electric woman, Jenny Sparks. Jenny Sparks. I think in the Jenny Sparks trade, don't they take out a kiss between them that had been in one of the issues? I'm thinking that's right. Really? Yeah. You did say something about that because I was flogging that Jenny Sparks trade. And that's right. Shit, I've got a feeling check. there's something like that happens. Really? Yeah. They're really. Oh, okay. To- totally. I may be mistaken. So write in and tell me. But there was something about it at the time, definitely. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think it was, was it Warren okay. Ellis or Garth Ennis? I mean, something like that, right? I'm surprised that they kind of yeah. they did that, if I'm honest. Yeah, when would that have been? 2099? It's hardly like that, fucking... Yeah, who cares? That. Yeah. Salacious. Here, here's yeah. one that, um, um, before we move on to another list, um, that I think... I, I have no context of this, but Tony, I'm sure you do, because you are a resident... Uh, oh, no. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the encyclopedia. Um, Lightning Lass and Shrinking Violet. Now, it says here... Yeah. It I says, didn't know this. I yeah. didn't know this. They have so been involved, sort of, involved yeah, in a relationship since 1986, but throughout much of the 80s and 90s, it was primarily seen through innuendo, as the cultural times hadn't caught up with a proper representation of LGBTQ plus relationships in comics. Over the years since, their relationship has expanded to one that's far less subtle than it was 30 plus years ago. Yeah, no, that, well, that you know, well, I never noticed the innuendo ever. I didn't mm. really. I was just not reading into it. I was more excited about who Karate Kid was fighting, you know, but. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, they've that's, got great costumes. Yeah, I mean, that's what are they is that the what, what's Legion Superior Legion, and there's so many fucking yeah. characters in that. I don't know where I am. And that's well, that's, there's there's three different versions of the Legion at oh some point in the eighties. Yeah, 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 eighties and nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just just a couple of quick ones. Obviously, Batman, Catwoman. How do we feel about? I'm nonplussed. So bored with it, man. Yeah. The the strung out nonsense um, that Tom King did that just went on and on and on for so long bored me to death of that relationship. Mm. I picked up um, the Batman, Catman, Catwoman comic this week and I opened page one and I thought, I can't be bothered. Closed it again. We'll, we'll get around like to that. it, but I'm so bored with it. Mm. And they're replaying it in the new movie and they seem to replay it. They seem to think it's interesting. It's not. Yeah. No. Nah. Uh, Reed Richards, Miss Fantastic, Miss Fantastic, and the Invisible Woman. You're probably not the only one who thinks that, Tony. Re- Mi- yeah. as, as we said, Reed Richards and Sue Storm. Perfection. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. great. It's the the, the the mom and dad of comics, yeah. as it were. And yeah. yeah, people have stuck to some great personality traits from them both. You know, yeah. all through all the series. 
and they're meant to be a husband. That's they're they're the the first family of, of Marvel, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it's it's it, just um, I, I haven't read too much Fantastic Four, but it's it's in those little moments that the just the sort of dialogue between them. It was one of the things I quite like. I can't remember the lines, but I know there was some wonderful lines. Remember when the Fantastic Four came back for the first time? Yeah. And they were they were were they marooned on a planet or on a moon or something like that, and they were trying to figure out how to get back. And the dialogue between them was just absolute perfection. Um, I read about them. I read them today in the new event. They're in that Devil's Reign book. Yeah. And they've been they've been stuck in prison in the, the new issue. Spoilers, yeah. by the way. And um, they've been given like those dampener collars. Yeah. And um, okay. they're, in, they're in prison, and and he's got this dampener, but he's still top dog, isn't he? He still thinks his way out of everything, and he, yeah. he's trying. They're trying to get into fights with him, and she and they just at one point in this issue they just go. He undoes it with a paperclip, or she does, <laughs> I think. And they said, well. We designed these collars. Did people forget? Of course, we made a back door for them. And then you think, yeah. <laughs> and they're together again. And you think this, yeah, cracking. That's how it should be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it also brings up uh, wonderful sort of storytelling <clears throat> opportunities. Like I remember in Civil War, he was on one side, she was on the other. Um, and Also, that- they played up how powerful she is, didn't they? Yeah. So I do like the way that, I mean, it used to be just he stretched a bit and she could turn invisible. But, you know, she could take the Hulk out and he's the most intelligent person in, in the Marvel Universe now, isn't he? You know? Yeah. And I just really like that about them. The new series is okay. I'm quite enjoying it, but it's a bit all a bit too packed full of people. You know, there's no better run of comics, in my opinion, than <clears throat> Stan and Jack's FF. Yeah. I think it's just brilliant. If you talk about packing a punch into every issue and look at what they created within the run they did and the relationships, and you know, you've got not only have you got the 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 husband wife, you've also got Johnny and Ben and they're just fantastic characters. I actually yeah. think Ben Grimm is the greatest character in the Marvel Universe. I think he's just they're the great. He's the heart, heart of it. You know? Such strong personalities. The whole kind of yeah. team they're, they're playing off one another, and yeah. you can just have endless fun. They get they, yeah. they get thrown off into some dimension. They got to try and get their way back to Earth. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, do you yeah. remember when they gave her one of those like um, boob window? Oh costumes? god, one yeah, of the, <laughs> one, of the, one of the worst costumes ever in comics, isn't it? It's just in the nineties, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like they did the uh, four was like a boob window. That's it. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And she's kind of like, well, that's that's supposed to be like a mum figure. It's, yeah, it's not. And really as I pointed out to you, that's that's not correct labelling of a product because you can't see her boobs through that window. <laughs> it's kind of a yeah. Oh god. <laughs> should take them task on that, T. Should yeah. not take to court. Yeah. Um, right. So this other article that I looked up. Um, and we won't go Should, do you want to fire in your one your your couple v or, or mine oh, my couple isn't a superhero one do you want to do your one Tony uh, Dan yeah. go on you do your I'm one. more than happy well since yeah. you mentioned uh, Invincible it's uh, Monster Girl and uh, Robot oh, that's so interesting that was on that list I just Ooh. read out but I didn't mention okay. it so take it away Dan uh, this is a really kind of uh, interesting one For the, the, if you don't know the characters Monster Girl she's kind of like a, I think she's like a girl in her 20s and she gets this curse a gypsy cursed every time she transforms into this Hulk like monster, she begins to de age. And by the time you start the uh, series and you catch up with her, she's like a prepubescent teen, but she was like in her early to mid 20s. So she's used this power quite a lot. Uh, the robot character, uh, he's kind of like born with uh, all these kind of like uh, genetic deformities and he can't like live outside breathing air he has to live inside this tank filled like pump full of fluids and stuff and okay. uh he has to live vicariously through this robot creation of his and ultimately he kind of like gets his own body and he starts 
developing a friendship with uh, Amanda, who's like the the monster girl. And uh, as they they sort of, he, he designs a belt for it that kind of like stops this process. So she starts aging normally, and his body that he's had grown for him is like roughly the same age. And they sort of like it goes from like uh, a friendship to a teen romance. Uh, later on in the story, kind of like uh, a bit of tragedy, they, they, the Earth keeps getting inv- invaded by these aliens called the Flaxons. And during one of them, uh, Robot and a uh, Monster Girl go back through the portal to sort of stop them at the source and then get cut off. And they're, they're um, left in this alien world. You've, you've read this, haven't you, T? Invincible? I've read it all, man. I've read probably about six trades of it. Oh, shit. Really Should I fucking no, carry no, no, on? No, no, keep going. No, you're fine. Okay. fine yeah. Spoiler, spoilers for anyone who can't yeah. read it. <laughs> so in this, in this universe where the Flaxons come from, the dimension, time passes more slowly. And they end up getting in prison. <clears throat> they they like do a kind of revolution against the 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 forces that controlled the Flaxons and like push them to invade all the time. And uh, they take over as kind of rulers and make the the, the whole uh, planet they're on a lot more kind of equitable. And uh, because this is taking they, they as they they were there so many years, they grow up from being teens to being uh, adults, and they're sort of like deeply in love, got a mass. Uh, a passionate relationship but as a uh, robot well, rex as he's called has to manage all this shit going on his attention he starts neglecting monster girl oh, and she mistake. she yeah she can't because he's like a he's like a super internet like tony stark on crack he learns the language and can speak to everyone she can't speak to anyone because she she doesn't know the language that they're speaking apart from one girl who learns english they become closer get into a romantic relationship Ooh. and she she has uh sex with this girl while in the monster form which she becomes a male oh, <laughs> my so God. there's yeah so there's kind of like uh she realized she's getting tricked and like is that cheating technically <laughs> yeah they, <laughs> <laughs> they like she ends up getting double crossed they the, the the people they took over from take back over and there's a big fault essentially they go back to earth the the two of them absolutely broken up as a couple like the the it's all over between them and when they come back in the comics you think well fuck me like you haven't seen these this story gets told to you after they come back there's like a flash series of flashbacks and why why these right. people why they're so old now that's good storytelling in it yeah they get they get invaded again but it's led by this absolute fucking berserker you like he's just destroying everyone and then they realize that it's uh her son Oh wow! He's now leading the the bad guys. Uh, That's good. So, I like that. That's a great. Yeah, story. it's a lot of fucking uh, up and and down and between the the, the yeah, couple. And ev- yeah, <laughs> eventually they, they they get back together and the series ends with them kind of all lovey dovey and kind of worked through their issues. But it is great. That's a hell of a thing to get over, isn't it? It's not like yeah. you didn't you forgot you forgot our anniversary. Yeah. You know, yeah, you transformed into a man and had sex with a lady and had a kid. That's more difficult in a, to get in out. another it's dimension. That, and, and your and your child has now murdered <laughs> lots of people. Yeah, yeah. That's because so, of you. Uh, that is. Yeah, you can you can move on past these things as they. Well, you just, you just yeah. didn't talk. We've to moved me. past worse, haven't we? Um, but it's kind of that Kurtman thing of just absolutely putting your characters through the ringer, like yeah. just for the, the purposes mm. of the story. And fuck me, that's a that's a fucking lot. Mm. <clears throat> We've had um, another yeah. one which I think we missed from Simon Russell. Should I do that one? Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. So he says, "Box office poison." Have you guys read "Box office poison"? No, no. Great. That's a great book. Um, Minimum Wage is about love, I suppose. Quite a lot of sex involved, but yeah, love. Love and Rockets. Yeah, same again. 
Yeah. And Twisted Romance, four great issues of short stories from Image a couple of years ago. There you go. They're the ones he quoted. Quite heavy on the old shag in there, Simon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Say no more. Yeah, I was chatting to Simon earlier. He done me a favour. So, yeah. Thanks, Simon. Um, now... In terms of other modern comic book romances, like I say, this is a list from 2013 that I'm pulling from, and Ugh. we haven't. I mean, Tony's read all of these, I'm sure. No. Um, you've read everything, Tony. So um, no. I'm but, still shocked that the ones that they mention, there's only that Hulk and Wiccan, and maybe the Authority that are relatively recent. All the rest of them, are yeah, yeah, donkeys yeah. this old, yeah. Um, Comics, you in it? Mayor and Rob from Rassel. Oh, right, yeah, Jeff, yeah. Jeff Smith. That's a good book, you know. That's for keeps being forgotten. I did an episode with that with one Rich Sheaf, and it's, I've forgotten how good it is. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Mm. Uh, Bigby Wolf and Snow White. I think that's a good one. That's yeah, a good that's, one. they're a great couple. If, you, you know, uh, if you've read that series, um, what's it called again? I'm what series that? Fables. Fables. Fables, sorry, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay, Fables is Fables. a lovely series. Up until about, about the first 10 trades, cracking story, man. Really good. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and that's just there because he's like a he's like a detective, isn't he? Isn't he a private? Detective? Yeah, he's like the so yeah, it's the old story, isn't it? The, the, these people live in New York, I think it is, and you know they are the characters. They've got the character traits, you know, that would have had they would have had if when they're in fairy tales, but living in the real world, and they're sort of okay. they're changed by it, and they're in a relationship together. Um, and he's kind of policeman. He's kind of like their policeman, like their security, and he can change into wolf and stuff. And mm. yeah, it's, it's really well done. Yeah. Um, there is uh, Tulip and Jesse from Preacher. Yeah, good one. Yeah, that's, fair enough. Yeah. That's, that's a relationship. That's uh, Destin Lovers, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm fucking eating my hat now because I've made that comment about no modern ones. Well, to be fair, Preacher's like, <laughs> yeah. Preacher's about 20 years old, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Um, there are a couple on this list that I would, um, well, I say, I say a couple. There's one major one we'll talk about in a minute. Um, one is Ramona Flowers and Scott Pilgrim. I thought that okay. was that wasn't a really a positive romance. No, that's not. Yeah, she's a bit manipulative. So. She's a bit of a bitch to him, and she making him fight all only, his boyfriends. Yeah, I can only go by the first the, the film, and I've only read the first book. So apart from that, I can. Yeah, I read the book. So I, yeah, it is what it is. That that yeah. series. Yeah. Is, yeah. Um, Craig and Rayner from Blankets. Blankets is a book that I I haven't read. I know. Okay. That's, yeah. that's got a lot of things. But the one the one that I took issue with Oh, there's Agent three three five and Yorick Brown from Why the Last Man. That's mentioned on there. Okay. I haven't read I haven't read enough of Why the Last Man. It's you good, know, man. It about... starts off well, ends well, middle middle yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but the one <laughs> let's let's finish up with this. Um they on this list, Harley Quinn and the Joker. Now no. what is with Stockholm? There's no romance. Yeah. Why do people insist on glorifying this fetishizing it, mate? It's, 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 yeah, it's fetishization of abuse and yeah, it's mental damage, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah, abuse and yeah, it's. I mean, obviously, it, it's come an awful long way since it was created for the animated series, like Harley Quinn and stuff. But it's it's certainly it's it's strange. I mean, sometimes. It's treated in lots of different ways, isn't it? Like she, she either like fuck him and like she does something, just she moved on. Or she hasn't been with him for years now, though. Is yeah. it? that's the thing? But Dan's got some great advice about crazy people, isn't he? About not doing something. Do you remember that advice don't, you often offer? Don't stick in something. Yeah, that one. That one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would go hand in hand with that. That would work well here. Yeah, I don't yeah. often say that, but <laughs> yeah. But uh, thank God. 
Well, there's, there's, <laughs> others, there's, there's others in the community who would, would give different advice, wouldn't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's anyway. a strange one. That's not that um, an abusive relationship that isn't should never be seen as the ideal couples in. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's that. kind of it's very easy to romanticize, but like in reality, that'd be fucking horrible. Yeah, if you brainwashed a woman and then like had sex with her. Yeah, something weird going on there. And mentally and physically part. abusing her, like yeah, whenever you get you feel the the moment takes you. And if if someone's like, oh yeah, I have to write about ten comic romances, I'll write about that one. What are you thinking when you yeah. add that? Yeah, the, to ed- the editor's just gone. Oh, it's, it's Valentine's Day soon. Can we do our favourite comic? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But to um, see that, that's more. I imagine they sort of reframed as the couple that's not quite the the conventional, you know, chocolates and flowers kind of. Oh, we're a bit, we're a bit different. We're a bit yeah. outsider. But yeah. it's it's not really, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's um, especially the way that like modern comics get goes really dark, doesn't it? With some of its storytelling, is you know, in we'll the be anime, talking about one in a minute. It's um, yeah, it's I think it's a bit distasteful sometimes talking about that relationship. Um, but speaking of good taste, my pick, All is, right. is um, <laughs> oh, fantastic taste. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not gonna bring myself up too much. But my one is not from the world of superheroes or anything like that. It is um, from the world of Frank Cho. And it is Frank and Brandy from Liberty Meadows. And okay. I, oh, okay. I say this, even though the strip has not been going for a long time. Um, that was, uh, anyone that doesn't know Liberty Meadows, it started off as like a newspaper strip um, that eventually just moved into its own sort of books. And uh, I don't think it's, I don't think he's been making Liberty Meadows books since like 2012. I haven't seen any in shops for ages, you know. No, no. Yeah. I think um, there's probably digital collections and you can get them yeah. online, etc. Um, it's, it's a wonderful, I mean, they're, they're a funny strip, basically. They're funny cartoon animals, um, wonderful humour, as well as uh, Frank Cho's wonderful sexy women that he draws. I mean, there's, there's lots of that, but it, the relationship I'm talking about is um, the long-suffering veterinarian named Frank who's sort of like he's the nerdy type guy with the glasses and and Brandy is the main she's the if ever you've ever seen a picture of Liberty Meadows Brandy is the she's so like Frank chose just the way he draws women isn't it it's like she was like the, <laughs> yeah. the figure yeah. the figurehead for that for a long time um but every so he he slowly sort of dropped in these little rom-com like moments we just think, oh, you know, it's unrequited love. And then as it chipped away and chipped away and chipped away, you know, there's these little moments of, oh, they might, maybe this this happened. And it built up to a, a wedding issue that I remember getting uh, from Image Comics um, where Brandy was getting married um, to some other, this massively handsome man. And uh, Frank took his moment to interrupt the wedding. And it was just so wonderfully done. It's, it's so you know, Cho is an absolute master. He's a beast and he's a legend of, uh, of on so many levels. If you follow yeah. his Instagram, utter legend and um, an utter legend. Um, but his storytelling as well, I think, is sometimes because of the art, not not enough people talk about like the storytelling beats and stuff. And he just he just sort of timed it perfectly. And the way it ended was just the end of that issue was just filled your heart with joy there was just there was no other words it was it was just a wonderful culmination of a romantic story of these two unlikely characters getting together and i was like oh just it was just wonderful just absolutely wonderful it makes my heart melt just thinking about it so oh. um yeah so that is that has always been one of the sort of 
romantic love angle sort of storylines that stuck with me since the moment I, I read it, I think. And I, I think that's when, for all of these ones that we've talked about, whether it be your Jean Grey's and your Scott Summers or your Batman Catwoman or whatever your flavour is, it's the stories that stick with you are the ones that have truly worked, I think, and, and the characters, isn't it? And it, it's down to how... I think it's down to the characters and it's never... I think a lot of like romance stories and angles for ongoing um, books, it's all about the pacing, isn't it? It's You can't... Obviously, the history of romance comics, they were very much like Tales from the Crypt. Like, what, four, six, eight pages? A love story in six pages in those days. But if it's an ongoing series, you've really got to carefully craft it, I think. In order for have you two it. tried it? I mean, is it something you've two tried to do? And how have you gone about it? I have, I have not tried. I, in a weird way, there was a, there was a brief inkling of um, bits I was trying in Stalkerville back in the day. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> Which is really weird to say. Um, yeah. But yeah, I was, I was doing a similar kind of thing, and it is. It's those little stolen moments, I think, that build up to something. But I, but I haven't genuinely tried to make... And I think a lot of the time the romantic stories work better when they're not the focus. They're the, they're another part of the... The subplot. Yeah. 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 That can sometimes be so powerful that people talk about that more than they do the actual comic. What about you, Dan? Have you tried doing any romance? I've got one in, going in Vanguard at the moment mm. with, with uh, there's the two guys, William and uh, Guy, and kind of uh, the, the Guy character... He, he kind of like gets saved by the heroes and feels indebted to them. So when he's kind of like a super assassin boyfriend turns up, so look, we're fucking leaving for Europe. We're, we're blowing this country. He says, no, I'm not going to leave. And rather than sort of leaving to it, he kind of spends all these money he had for them to go away to go, kind of give him a mod that will kind of upgrade his abilities. So he, he has a fine chance of survival. And that's what's kind of just happened in the comic at the moment. But uh, oh, that's yeah. So, yeah, that is yeah. Nice. You know, so uh, body modification, love body modification. Yeah, uh, I don't yeah. know. Kind of, you, you kind of, it, it's a, it's a, like I said, in a superhero comic, sometimes you feel like it's always going to be a, a bit of a B plot, a uh, romantic subplot. Yeah, yeah. I think mm. they, I think it should always be written uh, sensibly, and it should never be. You should never be like f- just being a fan, going, "Oh, I want these characters to get together," or "I want," because then it just come, it's it'll, it'll probably turn out weird, creepy, and doesn't work very well. Uh, I think I think romance. Is, I mean, firstly, it's a genre. I yeah. think it can be done yes. in different ways. I do. I am attracted to a dark romance. You know, the darkness mm-hmm. of stuff, and um, you know, guilt, and especially in fiction. I think more than comics, I'm attracted to sort of Hanif Qureshi type stuff. Oh, there's there's a mm-hmm. lot. There's a you know through and i think once again it does it, as well as other fiction leads into comics broken people finding each other like yeah, find, yeah. there's a lot of that yeah, yeah finding solidarity in each other because there are sometimes so it's some characters get together because no one understands what i've been through apart from you well the, the, the old shang chi lee ko wu thing was that you know he was a man who was utterly damaged from you know his, his his father had trained him to kill people and you know just uses it all and finally he found, he's found a free life in london and uh you know she, she's his love and then sort of various triangles and yeah, yeah. people come in and I, I just, he, he's almost like an innocent being played with in, yeah. in this stuff. And I yeah. really like that. Yeah. I think it's dangerous <laughs> when some people write these sort of uh, relationships and it's like, here's the, here's the character who's doing this dangerous job and you know, their partner 
doesn't know about it. Their partner is the safe place. Because you always know that that safe place is going to be ruined at some point when the yeah, <laughs> and characters are going to die horribly, and you know just so a character's got something to do, you know, which happens. Yeah, it's the same way as the the old action film trope of kind of like uh, the, the the good guy having a girlfriend or a loved one. It's like, well, you know, they're just going to get murdered, then uh, that's that's coming. I always imagine that, like in a Frank with uh, Frank Punisher gets a love interest. So oh, they're saying going to go well. <laughs> He's one of the characters that I don't want to get a love interest. No. Yeah. You know, it's almost like counterintuitive to the character for him, for me. Mm. Yeah. And I feel a little bit, I feel like that a little bit with Batman as well. Yeah. Batman is a machine, you know, he's about justice and, you know, and all this sort of silly being led around by the dick by Catwoman. I I find it nonsense. Yeah. And I, I like certain, like sometimes just with stories when, you know, also in real life, it's like when, when someone's partner dies or goes away, they don't, that they had that was their one person, and that that's, yeah, and then that's, that's it. All, that's, okay. all they, that's all they wanted. They were there, you know. It's not like they they obviously sad that their partner's not around, but sometimes you just all you need is one person. Yeah, uh, and I think comics, or maybe say, a couple at a time. I you know? think with the whole <laughs> thing about the Batman uh, Catwoman thing is the fact that he was like utterly disciplined and straight down the line, and yeah. she'd always kind of playfully try and kind of like flirt and kind of just get him to break that facade yeah. a little. And then they've just kind of completely turned into the skid and just fucked it they, up. They play with that with Spider Man and Black Cat as well, didn't they? Yeah, it's a similar sort of trope, I think, in, in many ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, they, I don't well, know if I like it so up. much. Yes, yeah, no. He's spending on, too much time fucking standing on a beach, staring at her, looking, you know, and or you know, mooning about on a balcony with her when he could be stopping people getting mugged and you know, and <laughs> yeah, she's so- also a thief and. Uh, you're standing there she's people are getting fucking murdered bruce yeah like uh, that big wind up to the wedding thing in the, the tom kin rides fan is so dull man it just uh, fucking out. no interest in that i didn't read any of that yeah, mm. yeah. Cool. <sighs> yeah there we go any more v we put love <laughs> to bed haven't we <laughs> yeah baby we That's finally killed, we finally killed it we've killed love uh, which has been the goal of this series uh, since we started it <laughs> all those years ago. Um, but no, I think there's obviously there's so much more to talk about with, with romance comics, and I think um, we will do a deep dive into the, the history and not necessarily yes. not necessarily like the superheroes or the, the you know the, the comic books that we've talked about here, but more about like the historical and like I say, the books that were literally just called romance comics i mean they were fucking big sellers they were it was them and horror wasn't it or was it yeah yeah that was just absolutely fucking cleaning house absolutely Mm. and i I think it's something that people a lot of people just don't realize oh we could spend hours just getting into the sort of the the sort of top pre almost pre that we know as marvel now pre-marvel pre you know timely yeah marvel crossover period of you know people like john ramita drawing like the best fucking comics and they were just romance comics you know yeah So um, obviously we've kicked the we've kicked the ball um, off this year. So next year we'll we'll do that deep dive, looking into the history of love. Oh, love! That's why we're here because we <laughs> love comics. Is this our first time we've ever done a, a romance themed? episode? Yes, because we've been ca- trying to uh, do it. For Time ages. it so when yeah it falls on the fucking day. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and it's a, it's a tricky. I think it says a lot about the maybe the state of romance comics in, in modern day and age that um, that it's been difficult for I'm not going to lie it's difficult for us to talk about that's why we've kicked it off with this sort of discussion um, because it's we've got 
cultural go-tos that they're easy things because I, I i myself i've never had a history of reading just straight up romance comics or i can never figure it out when tony stark was kissing madam mask could you <laughs> <laughs> tony stark. she was the epitome of a bob fop wouldn't she <laughs> <laughs> my god oh dear sorry he's uh, going out with hellcat now you, you, oh, that's fine then yeah that's fine. yeah couldn't uh, tell him off but <laughs> I mean, obviously, we, we've got manga month upcoming, and we know that. Yes. We know, like for instance, romance and all those sorts of romances are. There's a whole genres that are huge in in manga and Japanese comics and everything with that. So, um, but don't expect us to talk about them because we'll be talking about lots of other genres. <laughs> Eminon. I mentioned Eminon a few weeks ago. That's yeah. a fucking great romance comic. That's incredible. It's like star-crossed lovers. Real, you know, great there stuff. There you go. There you go. Um, but do we have any shout-outs this week, gents? Yeah, I've got a few. Hell yeah. <laughs> you want to go, D? I've got two. Shall I go? Yeah, yeah. Go for it. yeah I'll, I'll go. Right, B-Mecca. Attention, B-Mecca leads. Kaiju attack in progress. All personnel, please report to battle stations. Kickstarter currently going by Jamie Smart. Uh, that's just about crush his total. Uh, so the story synopsis goes thus. Michael K is pissed off. He is a B-Mecha pilot who spends every hour of his day on standby ready to suit up for Kaiju attacks. The problem is he's underfunded, over-publicized, and feels the constant pressure to meet unrealistic targets with an ever-dwindling budget. To make matters worse, there is a relentless attack on his character in the media and on social media. They betray him as a liability, post cruel memes about him and his wife, and a vocal minority are actively campaigning for him to be removed from his position. To the Mori corrupt journalist, influences all the anonymous social media users trying to destroy his life, he has a simple message. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and it kicks off in the comment there. And the, the artwork on this is absolutely fucking golden. There's a lovely cover where uh, the main character is sort of standing in, in his reflection is the kind of the, the, the huge mecha suit that he, he pilots. Uh, it's got some lovely kaiju designs. Oh, it, it looks great. Uh, I, I go check that one out. Uh, so that's going to be a gem. And we've got uh, a pre-order for the comic Warlord by uh, Aaron Rackley and Charles Raymond. Uh, what kind of person do you become when you crash land on a planet and are left to die? That's a that's going at a really decent price. It's two ninety nine. Uh, Warlord is a twenty eight page square format book collecting the first pages that appeared on the Spot Instagram page. Contains a story of uh, origin for a villain direct from the universe. Aaron has been developing the Spot magazine. Uh, and it's a pre order release on eighth of March twenty twenty two. So about just over under a month's time. Nice. And uh, you know Charles from uh, Chlorophyll. Uh, what's that book he's just done Hall recently? I did Hall Chronicles, the Grave Digger. That's, That's right, a yeah. great one, yeah. And Def, and obviously the Death Inc. series. And uh, cool. yes, now known as Nintendo. So, uh, cool <laughs> yeah, back to yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's my shout outs. Cool. Um, I've got a couple. So, um, so coming to Kickstarter today as we as we um release the episode is samantha fucks the world yes tripolar comic best title yeah uh this sounds totally up your street dan i will say that samantha is a sex doll who yes. gains super intelligence and takes over the world with her army of sex bots 72 page comedy graphic novel samantha fucks dot world forward slash now instagram samantha dot fucks dot the dot world there's some fucking so, brave yeah, right. yeah. Fuck me, I wouldn't want them fucking coming up in my work. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I just like the idea of this Samantha Fox world. So go and have a look for that. You should. By the time we listen to this, you should be able to uh, sign up for it. The art looks great. It's been quite, yeah, quite, yeah, quite it's the old sex robot news, so I'm glad it, it has been. I'm glad someone's it. putting yeah. their head up and bravely telling us yeah. about it again. Yeah. Telling yeah. us how it is. Yeah. Uh, another comic that we both read today that is released today is called Images Degrading Forever. Blogspot by Robin Barnard. Um, along with some other fans, friends of ours and people we're fans of, Paul Rainey and Dave Robertson, have been homaging the Bronze Age uh, in titles such as Star Jaws, which is now up to issue 55. Fucking hell. Um, and Spidey and Marvel team up. I used to pick them up on the counter at uh, Orbital, but they are free to read online at the website. And released today is Plastic Romance, <laughs> which means, uh, did you read it, Vince? Me and Dan certainly read it today. Um, all of Barnstormer, yeah. Barnstormer comics. That's some fucking crazy fucking shit. It made me laugh. Absolutely made me laugh. So I think he kind of reworks old stories with new yeah. script and a little bit okay. of artwork and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, it's like a thinly veiled like Barbie. Yeah, I think that's uh, what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barbie comic, and uh, it goes into environmental activism and how Barbie's like the head of this CEO, or the CEO of this yeah. massive corporation. <laughs> she doesn't really give a shit about it, uh, <laughs> and it, it is just. I just can't believe like where it goes. <laughs> Robin was super oh. nice. I said, I said, I saw him post it on Facebook, and occasionally. You know, he likes stuff. We, you know, he listens to the and stuff. And I said, I'll send us a link and I'll give it a shout. And he said, nobody's ever asked me for a review copy before. <laughs> Why? What is going on? But I know Dave Robertson's in it and I'm a fan of Dave's. So we were like Dave. So go and get that one. So it's, uh, let me repeat that. It's imagesdegradingforever.blogspot.com and you get a free comic. There's hundreds of comics on there for free. So go and do that. Um, our buddy Simon Robbins has a new book out for pre-order. It's called Slumber. Uh, looks amazing. I saw the um, the advert for it today. Tells the story of a nightmare hunter searching dreamscapes for someone she has lost. Um, do you remember Simon? We woke him up, didn't we? That time, yeah. we got the wrong, yes. I got the wrong time. We yeah. woke him up in the middle of the morning to do our <laughs> colorist uh, episode. <laughs> Love Simon. Um, uh, from a totally personal point of view, selfish point of view, Hank Fur issue one is now for sale. Yeah, uh, currently only in the UK. If you go to neverironanything.bigcartel.com, it's prestige format, forty four pages, um, black and white interiors, color cover. Um, we've got a few less left, so get on it and um, and get on it before we get issue two out. Also on the site, you can buy some Hercules stickers, which are now for sale as well. So get on that. Thanks, guys. They're my ones. Nice. I've got uh, just one quick one. Kickstarter, the Breakneck Fantasy Anthology. Um, which you uh, say it we- couldn't happen, <laughs> but it's happening. Um, no this is five action packed comics from some of the best up and coming creators across 32 pages of magic muscle murder and mayhem which is uh, for your five major food groups Um, Mm -hmm. this is uh, basically uh, inside issue one you'll find uh, stories uh, when when hell when one hell freeze freeze hell oh god Uh, I've fucked up the the titles anyway but one's called meat one's called jack and beans one's called table tale of zaron and one's called crypt sisters Um, Mm -hmm. the the cover itself looks brilliant um it's and i think it's got another 15 days to go is a it's a canadian uh creators um i've backed the digital looking forward to seeing this it's also just straight up black and white and i think i think some of the best uh fantasy work is done in black and white you know okay yeah. uh, if you go to the kickstarter page itself you'll see like there's an example of i think it's quite good when you have an anthology book um, they ha- they're not spoiling too much. They're just showing one page, so you get a real flavour of what you're getting. And um, it, there's from almost cartoonish animated styles to sort of wonderful, sort of more realistic, fantastical styles to something a little, little bit more 
uh, animated series. Um, it just looks great. So, Breakneck Fantasy Anthology. Check it out. Check it out. Nice work. Okay, it's time to uh, recommend some comics to you lovely people. Uh, Tony, do you want to go first? You've got a couple this week. Yeah, I've got a couple. So, my first one is, hang on, are you ready? Fondant. I showed you some images of this earlier. Right. Yes, um, I did. I remember now. Yeah, it's his magazine I've seen size. Now in my nightmares. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by Jay Webster Sharp. Magazine size, black and white. It's on some nice sort of hard stock paper. You know, heavy stock, nice shiny paper, good solid book. Um, not super overly priced. Only eight pounds. I think that's probably quite a good um, amount. I saw. Um, when I saw the cover, actually, the reason I ordered this is expecting that Valentine's Day coming up, we were going to do this all. We had various ideas floating about, didn't we? What we we're going to do for the evidence, for the, yeah. um, the episode. But this has got a big heart on the front of it. I thought, well, that's the, what a lovely thing. It's got a heart, <laughs> got like little doves, it's got like a sort of bunch of flowers. It's, you know, very ornately illustrated on the cover. I thought, yeah. And then um, just as I was about to order it, I think I thought I'll have a look at um, this lady's Instagram. And I'm like, fucking hell. Bloody hell. Anyway, which you will discover why in a second. Um, the logo on the cover, I'm going to say, if I had a small niggle about it, it would be that it's not that super readable. In fact, when I held it up to you guys, you went, what's, what's it called again? You know, you, you need to be more solid. I would say, even if you made it a solid or black, you'd be more readable. Um, so it's, in, it's split into three stories, Dig, Dentist, and Dog Girl. Um, it did, in fact, you think, because I've sort of, the last three weeks, all I've talked about is like really mental comics, haven't I? Really, to be fair, yeah. this sort of last couple of weeks. But this is turned out to be probably the worst of, not the worst, the best. I'm going to say the best of them all. It's very sort of, I suppose, mind bending would be a word you'd use. Transgressive is often overused, always phrased by me. It's almost like anti establishment in its weirdness. It's almost like completely bucking the system of anyone who, you know, you know, these sort of people who are faux, faux upset by stuff. Um, it's almost an infringement on good taste, a purposeful one. Um, it's almost like a downright bloody legal infringement. Some of it you think, you know, the wrong people saw that. Somebody might call the police. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> it's um, it's the most, There's there used to be a company in Britain called, um, there used to be a comic company called Savoy Books, and they put out a book called Lord Horror, and it's quite famous for being one that was seized at customs and stuff like that. And it's probably the nearest to that that I've seen. Um, so... I'm really pleased I own it. I actually think it's great. Um, here's a little taste of what is in it for those, if they can imagine this up in their brains. Um, so please don't have that faux outrage. I think I don't think it's deserved. But the it is very singular in its vision. It is very detailed in its art. And it's it has a sort of idiosyncratic something about it. You know, it's, it's very individual. Um, and a lot of it will shock you. A lot of it will probably, possibly, did with me turn your stomach. And I'm pretty, pretty strong. I don't. I'm not, I'm not really easily, easily. Going. I don't I never go oh ever when I read anything. But this one I did a couple of times. Um, but it will, as all good art does, it will invoke an, an emotional response, which I think is important that we remember that thing. So example one: a woman, a woman finds two decaying bodies. They look like there's an there's an illusion that they look like maybe Elizabethan women. Um, and they're like a bit like you see unwrapped mummies, you know, there's the almost like desiccated skin. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, um, and they're, they're on the floor and they're, they're intertwined in a sort of loving death embrace. Um, so what she does is she cuts the feet off them and she inserts the stump of one of the feet 
into her vagina so there's, it looks like there's a foot coming out of the vagina. So that's Classic. one of the things. Yeah, yeah. we're always doing that, aren't we? Um, example two, a woman is at the dentist, um, but rather than him working on her mouth, he looks at her breasts and her nipples open up as if they're lips and inside is a full set of teeth and a tongue and everything. Oh, we've all been um, there. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the stuff of nightmares, is it? Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Example three, um, a dentist works on the mouth of a patient and you get that POV point of from the back of the back of the mouth, looking out at the dentist as he's, you know, it's a mouth is open and he's, you know, working on it, you know, with his little mirror and stuff. Um, And as the tongue is lifted, you notice there's a a coiled up embryo of a child lying under the tongue. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. And yeah. they, and trust me, they are not the worst. Let's say worst, worst stroke, best things in this comic. Um, it also made me chuckle about this a little bit was the fact that on the, in the back page it said that this was most of this was made over Christmas. So we doing what are you doing for Christmas lunch, darling? Well, funny issue. <laughs> um, it is. I think body horror is a phrase that is always overused these days. We hear it yeah. every time anyone mentions horror, don't we? You know, you're a big yeah. horror fan, fan Vince, and yeah. it's totally overused. In completely, way. completely. Yeah, but this is body horror. There's no doubt it's about definitely that. Definitely body actually. horror, yeah. yeah. No two ways about that. Um, I actually think, um, what's her name? Jay? I don't know. Gemma, I think her real name is. Gemma um, has tapped into something that is quite dark, it's very horrific, and dangerous i think um but most important for me for me it's very different i like to see things you know i like my comics to have different things going on and this is certainly that um i think there is something to be said for allowing your imagination free reign on a page you know we we can't always be completely confined into this should show the head looking this way and you know it's like sometimes we just have to blah you know just put it all out there I think Gemma needs to stop eating cheese between before bedtime. But the, only, the other <laughs> thing, I'm kind of glad she did, she does. But this is incredible. Um, have a look at. Uh, you can go to jwebstershop.com is the website, and there's a link to the shop. If you head over to Instagram, which is j underscore webster underscore sharp, you can look at. There's loads of stuff on her Instagram, which is like, oh dear god. Um, so it's indicative of what you'll get in this comic. She's done a few actually. I think there's three different comics for sale. Because what happened is I saw this online, bought it online, um, then saw on Instagram that um, it was for sale in Gosh, like literally two or three days later. But I'm glad I got it. It's nice. It came very promptly, nicely done um, in, a, in a good sort of card-backed envelope, not damaged at all. I've got a little bit of a bug in my um, – a swarm of bees in my hat at the moment around price of postage and also, for God's sake, put it in a bag that's going to protect it or, you know, an envelope that's yeah. going to protect it these days because I'm forever mm. getting small press comics through that are bad to F. And I don't think we need to do that. I think you've got to think about it. But this came nicely done and I've, I've kept it sort of quite, quite pristine as well. So have a look for that. If, you're, if, you're a, if you shop at Gosh, you can get it. And it's um, understandably on the top shelf in the small press section. So go and have a look for that. There you go. That's my first one, guys. Nice. Nice one. Dan, what's yours? Yeah, mine's an interesting one. Uh, I've known that we was going to do a romance episode. I put the call out to the uh, ACP faithful and said, uh, I want to read a romance comic. So fire him at me. And this was one fired at me. And it's by the artist, which I'm going to try and pronounce. Uh, Let me give it a go. Ju Yi Yong. 
uh, it's a oh, South yeah. Korean comic. <laughs> South Korean comic. No, no, I've heard uh, that name before. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. South Korean comic uh, called True Beauty. Okay. And the uh, it's a strange one. It's on webtoons, and I don't have too much experience of webtoons. It's essentially yeah, those, those en- the the endless scroll things. Oh yeah, right. yeah. I've read some great books. So but yeah carry on it's a different beast yeah I, I, yeah I kind of it's a very different beast it's, it's a real monster of a beast isn't it it's, it's really it's lots of filler different. like yeah. lots of like right. just shots of stuff not much happening uh just scrolling past empty spaces and like a, a, a speech balloon or a thought balloon on its own in a white space and you're just constantly dragging down it's a very quick experience i'm not right. sure what i feel about it but like i just blasted through like this comic i thought i'll give this a go see what it's like there's an episode zero of it and uh i was like i wonder if they after reading it i was like i wonder if they've done this afterwards as a kind of an in so you read this and you think well i've got the concept of the comic and see where it goes essentially it follows the uh this the young girl uh the, the, the main protagonist and uh she's described and she thinks of herself as being quite ugly She's got like bagged skin, dodgy eyebrows. Uh, she doesn't really take care of herself. And she's, what made me laugh, she's an avid comic book reader. So I was like, yeah, that fits, <laughs> that fits the type. Uh, so like, she's not liked in school. No one really likes her. They take the piss out of her. She's kind of like downtrodden. And uh, she starts looking, she thinks she can start turning it around after seeing something. Things to do with makeup and making yourself up. So she starts going onto like online forums, like Reddit and stuff and saying, look, I look like this. How can I sort yourself out? So they, she starts getting comments saying, oh, well, you can do your eyebrows. You can do this, you can do that. And she starts applying these techniques. And there's a kind of almost like a training montage of her trying these things out, going into school the next day and looking like a fucking monster where she's like got a bright white face, and ruby red lips. And everyone's like, what the fuck she's dressed like, but it takes a, a big jump where the school ends and she's starting a new school. And you see these months flip by and she's like training up herself up on how to get made up. And, uh, she c- turns up to this new school and she's like an absolute fucking, uh, like, uh, a, a knockout, like good looker. Everyone sort of turns her head. She's like super popular. Everyone's like her friend. Uh, and she ha- sort of lives this double life where she's kind of like with the makeup off. She's kind of on the really plain side, borderline ugly. That's what she thinks of herself and everyone else treats her as such. But when she puts this makeup on, she's like a new person, almost like a, a social media Instagram thing. But she doesn't essentially like the life. She has to play this character and hang around with people that, kind of like slag off music that actually she really likes and uh it's an interesting kind of way that that they show it in the comic i was i was kind of impressed uh it does give you kind of two sides of it that being better looking in society i think this is a given i'm not sure how you guys feel if you're better looking you will have an easier life in in general yeah okay I wouldn't know. That goes for men and women. If you're <laughs> if you're if you're a good looking guy or a good looking woman, I'm sure you'll get kind of uh, opportunities in life that uh, ugly uglier looking people wouldn't. Yeah, so yeah. natural selection, isn't it? it, it yeah, yeah, it's just it's terrible. It's like, it's like that, but yeah, it's that's the way it is. Like if there's a uh, a seat on the train or something, a guy would get up more readily for a good looking girl than he would one that he, he didn't find good looking. And uh, as much as you like it or not, I think that's a that's just the way it is. But this comic also says the other side of that is the fact that when she's not in the makeup, her friends and family 
and the one romantic love interest actually love her for who she is and like her for who she is. She doesn't have to put this makeup on and the facade. And it kind of, it works well because you've got this two sides of it, her putting on this show and people like her in a kind of like very facile kind of surface way and where she's projecting this image all the time. But the people actually know her underneath the makeup uh, love her regardless because she's a, she's a really nice uh, person. And uh, I, I even there's fuck me. There's like how many chapters are there of this? As you can imagine, it's fucking loads. But <laughs> I only read like ch- episode chapter fifteen or up to fifteen twenty something like that. Right. And uh, it's got some genuinely humorous moments in it where it, it uh, like references kind of common memes. You know that one? There's a montage of Tom Cruise and he's laughing. And it's all the different shots of him laughing, like some. He zoomed out and others where his face is right up close. There's one here where they, she kind of realizes that this boy she likes doesn't recognize her when she's out of makeup and last he's got, she's got one over on him and can kind of like see how he feels. You know, it's kind of like a superpower. Like she can kind of change her identity in these two people. And she does look completely different when she's in a makeup or out because uh, they, one of the things they go on about, and I'm completely ignorant to this is like the double eyelid. And mm. they, she uses this kind of like glue tape that folds her eyelid up, Ooh. so it looks like she's got bigger eyes to make herself look more appealing. Ooh. And otherwise, she's kind of like got quite small eyes, uh, and that's kind of like an, a, an admirable trait. And it, it's strange you're looking into a, like a, a society because they're always going out for like drinks and eating at these restaurants, and there's very kind of detailed shots of the food and the drink and the settings and the, the kind of the, the environment's almost a character in itself where these teen girls go out to places to eat and drink and take pictures of themselves. It's very odd comic. When I put it down, I was like, did I just fucking read that? Like I'm a mid 40 year old bloke living in the UK, but uh, I found it quite fun. It's not something I'd, I'd probably go back to time and again, but it was a good experience going through it. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, you know, try, try to sink out your wheelhouse. You might like it. You might get something from it. Exactly. Nice. Yeah. That's uh, that's true immense on webtoons. And I didn't after doing a bit of cursory research, uh, I was writing up notes for the show. Uh, they made a TV series of it. Okay, because it, it went right. down so well. Oh, so there nice. you go. Interesting. My one's just a quick one. Uh, I read on Comicsology, which I believe is going to be shifting over to the big Amazon. Yeah, this soon. is worrying me. Yeah, I, it's contentious. I, I, I got several emails. Well, I got an email recently, sort of saying. Oh, just to let you know that these subs- subscribed comics of yours won't be porting over. And I was like, <gasps> and then I looked at it and I realized there were comics that were all finished anyway. Uh, yeah. But the trouble is, we were, I sent us to tape. What happens to those comics? They're gone. No, I think what's They're happening not- there is if you've got, if you've subscribed to a series, yeah. they yeah. don't they don't honor that because that would be ridiculous wouldn't it for a fucking you know company yeah. that does subscriptions and actually tries to sell comics i actually think we're getting i was chatting to him about it so i actually think we're at the point now where it's almost like counterproductive to try they're trying to stop people to buy stop people buying comics these days but the if you've got subscriptions the the way it works in the uk is they won't honor them so you have to go in find them and buy them rather than them sort of downloading automatically like they do anyway yeah. uh, why is know? that <laughs> fuck only knows I yeah. don't understand yeah. that. Um, but that aside, and we'll probably come back to that conversation. Yeah. As soon when as I'm going, when I'm ringing you two, going, how do I get into it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're talking about comicsology, of course. Um, but <laughs> um, but this is a book I read a little while ago um, called Visor Viking, 
um, by Shannon Christopher Boengi. Boeng Boengi. Yeah. I think I got that right. Yeah, you nailed that. I think I've uh, masked <laughs> your name. Shannon, so I apologise. <laughs> um, but basically, this is a short, sharp, uh, fun little um, fantasy book. Uh, it's this issue one's called The Red Knight. A mysterious knight clad in red makes his way to the Silver City in search of a champion worthy of his might. Erica, the newly appointed qu- queen of Silver City, learns some hard truths about trust and friendship. This is just a fun... It's actually um, a square comic, square bound. I don't know whether it was Instagram um, or just... I'm just that that shape just really appeals to me just square square books um but it's it's a fun sort of just exactly what it says on the tin it's got a nice sort of uh unique look to it um visor viking is a uh, queen erica has like a almost a triangle sort of visor on her face it's very sort of animated and just very kinetic it's pretty much this evil knight well not an evil knight but this knight turns up and says give me your champion and you see all the champions just completely just get mullered and work through until erica steps up to have a fight uh it was only 19 pages but it's great i just love the color of it it's very i I just thoroughly enjoyed buying it and it's, it's only like 79p on comicsology so it's that's nothing really um so yeah visor viking number one highly recommend it and uh it's the sort of thing actually when i was looking at the artwork i was like maybe i should try something fun and simple like this well it's not art's not simple but the, the sort of style easy nice. you're honest. you've got it easy <laughs> um but yeah that's my one uh t take us home. oh me again yeah so i've got um apache delivery service issues one and two and in total impulse by in the comic shop yesterday um the both issues were out on the shelf together which i thought oh that's strange. Well, I think they came out separately. Um, written by Matt Kinn, art by Tyler Jenkins, colours by Hilary Jenkins, um, <clears throat> published by Dark Horse, $3.99 cover price. Ernie Naz Nez is a Navajo, is, <clears throat> pardon me, a Navajo USGI in Vietnam in 1967. He's um, a loner, and his troop are always calling him the Apache. The first issue opens with him. Well, there's, a, there's a brief interlude where he's hunting with his father, and then it moves into him alone in the countryside in Vietnam. Loc- what he does is he locates enemy soldiers. Um, they all think he's like this great tracker. Um, when he finds them, he radios in their location, giving their um, coordinates, and the US Air Force drops bombs on them and kills them. Um, as one of the bombs falls, um, you see written on the side of the bomb, Apache Delivery Service, scrawled on its service. I think it's lovely. <clears throat> That's a really nice little opening, you know. It's um, rather than giving, you know, putting the title above the, you know, the comic page and stuff like that, having that on this big bomb, full one page splash. Um, he walks back to the camp and he meets um, his commanding officer. He's a guy called Captain Ford, who um, looks a bit like Nick Prolix, actually. I was reading it thinking, that's Nick. <laughs> looks like him. <laughs> and um, Ford is um, uh, a big guy. He's, you know, you can tell he's, you know, he's lived a life and He's one of the few people <clears throat> in the camp who talks to Ernie as if he's a human being and doesn't sort of racially profile him. And he says to him, you're doing really well. He says, you know, it's going really well. You, you are a real asset to the army. And um, he said, but you're a killer. I can tell. And he says, what do you mean? How can you tell? He says, because I'm one and we're both born to it, friend. And, and I see it in you. <clears throat> Pardon me, sorry. And it's a really interesting moment. And Ernie kind of denies this, but you sense that Ford knows it. You know, Ford has this sort of great insight as being this experienced soldier, and he's looking at him, and he can tell. 
Um, <clears throat> all the while during this, you get little flashbacks to Ernie as a kid and, and him doing his first hunt because he's a hunter um, on the reservation where he lives. And he's, you go back to his flashback of him killing his first animal with his father. And it's very, that little bounce backwards and forwards in time is really well done. I think it's a really nice structure for a comic like this. Ernie leaves the camp again and he walks past a man. And as he walks past this other soldier who's sitting on the floor, he realizes that, that he's trimming ears. He's cut off the Viet Cong or you know, Vietnamese people and is nailing them to a post in the camp. So you get a sense of that. I mean, we've seen it in many movies and many comics, haven't we? That sense of the wildness and the craziness, you know, just the extreme lives. It's almost, there's almost a metaphor in this that the craziness is infecting people, you know, out there in the field. Um, but one night on a solo patrol, so he goes out and it's nighttime. Ernie is captured. He's, he wakes up and surprising enough to him, he's not he's not been captured by the opposing army, but he's been captured by a dude who looks like a sort of English Victorian gentleman, you know, with that hat that you, you know that they sort of wear. And yeah. he's called Subrat, and he says to him, he enlists him. He says, "I want you to help me. I've been watching you. I've been observing you, and you know your way round. <clears throat> and I'm, I want you to come and." help me find this Nazi gold that's hidden in a cave. And he gives this history of why the Nazis landed there at the end of the war and they scuttled a ship and they put this this gold they'd stolen in a cave and then they all got murdered by each other. And 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 you see them travel off on this story, but then there's a hint that there's a supernatural element to it as well, which is really interesting. I think it's really well done. Um, uh, Jenkins' art is, is lovely. I think mean, there's a real energy. There's a certain cartoony j-bone maybe but more of a sort of scratchy energy to it um the colors that have been laid down are, are flat and blunt and work so well on what is you know has a retro look to it you know the sort of vietnam you can hear that soundtrack you know good morning mm. vietnam you can ha- hear that in in your ears as you read it um some lovely big open skies in the daytime and the nighttime there's this real claustrophobic feel to the jungle and the darkness of him wandering around and there's sort of mines about and People are, you know, dashing past him in the background and stuff, that sort of atmosphere to it. Um, I'm just always on the lookout for something that's a standalone story to read, really. And this is, is, I like these books that are completely uncomplicated by being involved in other books, you know, and other crossovers and part of, you know, some sort of standing thing about Batman or Hellboy or something. This doesn't seem to be that. It just seems to be this um, interesting story. I, I enjoy, personally, I enjoy reading these as they are released monthly sometimes, I think it stands up for that's what our medium is, you know, yeah. don't wait for the trade, enjoy it as each, each bit of it comes out. And um, it's part mystery, part history, part war and part what it seems to be is a horror story. It's got, it's rich with um, motifs and metaphors and there's birth, rebirth, there's um, man and nature, um, the grittiness of war, um, the failures of war, you know, um, man, man is good, man is bad kind of stuff and yes yeah, it's, it's really good so it's apache delivery service the second issue's just come out um and you can get it on comicsology i think the first issue on comicsology is now one pound 59 so it's that you know where it drops and drops in price mm. after a couple of months so yeah look out for that and kin's oh, a nice great writer right. isn't he yeah it's always reliable with stuff he does yeah yeah that's my one yeah so there you go folks another uh, episode in the bag um full of love and lovely comics to check out um whether it be <laughs> comics that are out now or comics coming soon or whatever um, but if there's anything that we mentioned on this episode that you want us to discuss more perhaps there's any uh, comic book ventures or um, I don't know things uh, events that you want us to shout out on the show yeah. get in touch with us you can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail.com 
on Twitter at the Awesome Pod. Follow us there. Uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Awesome Comics Podcast. There's also the Awesome Comics Talk community group, which is full of great people, as is the Awesome Comics Podcast Slack. Get in touch with us if you want to uh, join that fantastic group of people. Uh, thank you for listening to us, whether it's on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com. We're also on Apple Podcasts, if you listen to us uh, through there, which I think a, a fair few people do, actually. They're yeah, pretty... I do. That's how I listen to it. Hmm. My, my downloads on there, yeah. You, what, yeah. You, li- you listen to this show on there, you ego Occasionally. I just listen to your bits when I'm <laughs> at, at night time. <laughs> oh, lovely. <laughs> how to put him to sleep, even though I'm lying next to him. In a, in a um, way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's romance. Uh, yep. Yep. Putting the bro in bromance. Um, but seriously uh, subscribe and leave a review on the show it helps get the word out about the show and everything that we talk about on a weekly basis Um, the good stuff not when we're just talking absolute nonsense although hopefully that's entertaining you as well (laughs) if you listen to us on other networks such as Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher Podnose, Podknife, what other networks are we on Tony? We're on the the one that Dan sent us this week Pod, fuck that noise (laughs) yeah (laughs) the FTN Podcast. Yeah. yeah, network. Yeah, I'll get on board with that. Um, yes, and where can people find us online, etc.? Tony? Uh, Patreon.com forward slash tribute press, where we are now running the second week of Flesh and Ink, the funeral. Um, I'd like to point out that I came up with the genius idea that of resurrecting the dead by spitting onto a grave after giving someone oral. Real highbrow uh, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> There new life onto the snare. Yeah. Um, All right. Just, Thank you. Well, what more can you say apart from uh, where can people find you, Dan? You can find me uh, on patreon.com forward slash Vanguard Comic where I'll upload uh, Vanguard stuff and pretty much done the Viper too. So that's going to be kickstarting oh, nice. in awesome. the next couple of weeks. Uh, and you can read Vanguard obviously on uh, vanguardcomic.com. Issue 20 updating now. Amazing. Nice. Um, you can find me on social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram, at Jester Diablo. And uh, Black, my uh, collection, has uh, been hitting uh, sort of post boxes of people recently. Some pe- lovely people got in Good touch stuff, for, mate. For, for, yeah. for a copy of that. So thank you very much. See, Johnny O bought a copy, didn't he, I think? Yeah. There's, um, ah, fantastic. So <laughs> there's a lot of people who are uh, asking for it. So get in touch with me on there. I don't have a shop or anything, but if you just get in touch, I'll just... I'll just tell you how to get a copy, and then I've um, I've got. It took a couple of days to get the first batch out, but now I'm all sorted. I'm, I've got I've got the postage sorted. I've got the envelopes sorted. I'm ready to go. So if you can want Brilliant. a copy of Black, um, it will be a five pound plus one pound fifty postage, and uh, yeah. oh, bargain on the postage. There, 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 there you go. Yeah, um, it is. And, it, and yeah, it's, compared it's, to some people, it's yeah. sent yeah. via carrier pigeon. So. Uh, <laughs> It's a fucking big pigeon. It's a, uh, well, <laughs> you haven't seen what they're like round by where I live. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have to feed them loaves, not crumbs. <laughs> but, yeah, please get in touch and um, I'll, I'll pop a copy in the post for you. But thank, thank you to all the people that bought it so far. And, uh, yeah, there's more to come. So um, thank you very much for listening this week, folks. Stay tuned um, because, obviously, we've got Manga Month coming up. And yeah. uh, some more... F- fun stuff coming up we're going to be talking about i've got there's some ideas for topics coming up as well that um i'm going to discuss with the chaps 
offline. Cool. <laughs> it's about to have a conflab now, aren't we? Yeah, about, about yeah. To, we're about to flabble each other's chins. Yeah. Make, make of that what you what you will. Please don't send any fan <laughs> up. Um, <laughs> but, but thank you very much for listening. Um, wherever you are in the world, we hope you're happy, healthy, doing okay, because we love you very much, don't we, Dan? Hell yeah. Don't we, Tony? What? Yes, he does. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm going to start talking for you. You don't like it when I talk for you, do you? No, I don't. Um, <laughs> that wasn't me. But where, wherever you are, well, t- 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 tell it to a judge. Thank you for listening, everyone. Um, read loads of comics. Just make loads of comics. Have fun. And wherever you are in the world, from Dan, Tony, and myself, have a brilliant week. And as always, what should they do, guys? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. We love you. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye. See ya. Who did see you then? That was not good. Me. That was done. Oh. What have you done? I was sitting down. Should have said like, <laughs> should have, should have said like Barry White. Yeah. Yeah, so. He was a stand up when you say goodbye. Salute. Yeah, yeah. Oh, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine him just singing to a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>